Hi everyone, and welcome to the Make and Market podcast, the home of content marketing secrets that'll fuel your manufacturing marketing strategy. I'm your host, Lawrence Chapman, and I'm the content lead here at Axon Garside. At the heart of every great product is a great story, but as a manufacturer, how can you use storytelling to bring your product to life? In this episode, storytelling expert Elliot Rayner will be sharing his knowledge on how manufacturers like you can use compelling narratives for your technical products. Elliot has a strong background in sports marketing, having worked at Adidas and Asics, during which time he developed innovative performance products for major global events, such as the Rugby World Cup and the Olympics. In his current role as the Chief Marketing Officer at Arian, he leads the global marketing strategy and execution to develop meaningful wearables based on cutting edge movement science and proven technology. Elliot has insights from a career spanning over 15 years, and now it's time to garner insights that will help you tell stories that are impossible for your audience to ignore. Elliot, thanks so much for joining me. Thanks, Lawrence. Great to speak to you again. Yeah, it's been a while, hasn't it? Um, nice little um, interlude uh, <laughs> from the last time that we spoke a few months ago, but um, it's great to be talking again. So um, as I said in the introduction, um, Elliot, so in this uh, in this episode, we're going to be discussing how storytelling can be used um, for technical products and to bring technical products to life a little bit. So um, just to um, kickstart, if we could just um, if we could just ask you, how can storytelling be utilised to make complex technical products more relatable to a um, to your target audience in a niche industry? Yeah, sure. I think um, one of the kind of powers that storytelling has is, is being able to make the very complicated as simple as possible. Um, I think that's where the benefit comes in. Uh, and as, so with that in mind, if you've got a very complicated or complex product, sometimes we deem that as a, as a negative thing because it's harder to communicate, but usually it just means you have to find a different way to get that message across, uh, move away completely from the features and the processes and trying to tell uh, a more human story about what is the problem that you're trying to solve. Um, and usually if you can just use some of the science of storytelling, look at some great business cases and examples of brands that tell great stories, uh, there's probably a way to get your message across or to achieve what you're trying to achieve with your messaging in a lot easier way. And I think that's where storytelling can be a really powerful tool for any brand, but especially for brands that have got very technical products. Okay, sounds great. And in your experience, obviously you've been in in uh, you know you, you've worked with some great brands, you know Adidas, uh, you know the one that particularly appeals to me as a sports fan. But um, in your experience, what role does storytelling play in building trust with your audience in fields such as you know the little the more technical niches, if you like? Yeah, when I do my workshops for storytelling, we break it down into three categories, which is logic, emotion, and credibility. And those are kind of the three areas that every great story should have a balance of those three different elements. And it's that third one, credibility, which is really associated with trust and is where storytelling can be um, even more valuable to those technical fields where you need to build that credibility. Um, so being able to demonstrate your authority over a certain area uh, with throughout that story is key to being able to build that trust 
And so, yeah, being able to make sure you've got the right content, um, the way it's delivered, um, and a little bit more about the story and the framework itself helps you make sure that you can deliver a really credible story. And in doing that, what the science shows you is that you can build a much more trusting relationship when you're coming from a point of credibility and authority. And that's where taking some time to really think about who your brand is as the storyteller, uh, what makes you important in that and how can you demonstrate your authority is a really important part of the process. I mean, really, you, every brand on all of your competitors, um, you shouldn't be able to tell the same story. There should be something unique about your brand. And it's a story that only you can tell. Uh, and the more that product marketeers or the marketing department can sit down and really narrow down what that is, what makes you special, what makes you different, then when you, you know, build that into a story, hopefully what's going to happen is that you're going to get that relationship with your audience that they see something different in you and you, you get all of the benefits that come with that trust and credibility. Yeah, sure. And in, um, you know, the, these particular um, technical industries, it can sometimes be quite hard to, you know, for one of the better way of putting it, you know, to bring a quite a technical idea to life. Um, but can you share examples of any successful stories in these technical industries that have effectively resonated with an audience? And what is it that particularly made them work? Sure, yeah, I'll give you uh, an overly used famous one and then maybe I can give you one from, from my industry as well. But the, the one that I think everyone can relate to is, is thinking back to um, the first time that Apple re released the, um, the iPod at the time. When you look at the messaging and the storytelling around the iPod, very little of it was, you know, it, it was really revolutionary in terms of uh, even an MP3 player at the time. It, a lot of people didn't know how it worked or, or what it was, but it, very little of the, the marketing budget and the storytelling um, was anything to do about the innovation, about the technology, about the features. Um, it was really about the capabilities. And so, you know, that's what made it so successful is that I think in, even at the time they didn't say this is, you know, 500 megabytes of memory, they said this is 1,000 songs in your pocket. So they're not focusing on the feature or the technicality of it. They're showing what solution or what capability is generated, which is much more appealing to someone like you and me who we maybe don't need to understand that. We just want to know what the benefits are for me and, and the benefits of that are, are quite clear. And you can see that is a great example through, through all of Apple's um, product campaigns. Looking at my, my own work as well, I, I work in, in deep tech in, in the sports industry. It's very technical. Um, most of the conversations that I have with my tech team go right over my head. It's, it's very uh, high level. Um, but that's where we work as a marketing team to do kind of the same thing, which is to, well, what this technology is incredible, but what is it that the technology allows for our target consumer? What, what does success look like for them? And try and shine a light, not just on the product, but also on what the product generates, um, because that's where some of more of the success for that storytelling can come. And that's where the benefits that come with storytelling come. So we, as I say in the workshop, you're 21 times more likely to remember information when it's delivered as part of a story. Uh, and that comes with that kind of, human storytelling rather than just bombarding people with technical details that they're not going to remember by encasing it in an emotional human story you're much more likely to recall that information which is at the heart of what a successful campaign should be yeah sure and uh, you know you talk about um obviously you know apple being you know 
prime example of like a company that's um, introduced technical storytelling to improve their understanding of like technical products. But um, can you think of, um, you know, perhaps an instance where there's been, um, you know, um, a product that it, or a product or service that hasn't necessarily had that immediate appeal where storytelling has been used um, to almost introduce that, you know, that hype or, you know, um, or generate that element of generate that element of excitement at all. Yeah, I think um, when you think about excitement, that's that's kind of the second level that we teach in the course. So it's logic, emotion, and credibility, and, and the emotion is where that excitement comes from. And it's it's usually what marketeers are desperate to do. No one wants to deliver a campaign that's very forgettable. You'd rather it be. Um, uh, frustrating or confusing than you would uh, forgettable. So you want to have something in it that makes it memorable. And that's what we teach in the course is this idea of conflict. Um, conflict is really at the heart of every great story. And it's really what separates a story from a narrative. So when we think of a narrative, it can be something as like a car going, um, uh, being built very slowly, step by step. It, it's a narrative, but there's no conflict if something was to go wrong in that assembly line, that's what would make it a story. And so for product marketers who want to generate a bit more excitement, the idea is that they're trying to find a way to inject some conflict into your campaign story. And that is a lot easier than it sounds actually, because what we're trying to do as product marketeers is understand the conflict of our target audience. Um, our product is coming in to solve a problem and so usually we already identify as product marketers of what are those pain points? Um, what are those reasons for buying? What are their current alternatives? All of the things that go into your positioning, uh, those are the exact things that you can use uh, within a storytelling framework uh, and take them and use them as, as parts of conflict. So all of the ingredients that make a great story, probably your product marketing team or your marketing team already has a good understanding of them. And it's perfect material to be able to be used to um, create several great stories that um, can hopefully create some emotion and, and get all of the benefits that come with it. Yeah, sounds great. And what elements in particular would, or should, sorry, a, um, a company consider in the manufacturing or industrial space when crafting a compelling narrative around their products or brand? Yeah, so the, in, in the workshops, I teach um, a few different um, structures um, from Joseph Campbell's The Hero's Journey is, is a really great one to just whenever you're telling a story where your customer or your user is at the center of it, um, that's a really great one um, to use as a template, even if it's just to get some first ideas and to get rid of writer's block and just, just start exploring with storytelling. Um, but leaning into where we just came from with the last question if we want to eject emotion i think there's some some really great frameworks which actually come from kurt vonnegut um fantastic uh, novelist and someone who's also obsessed with the science of storytelling the way he looked at stories was that every story has a shape and that shape is formed around fortune uh usually when you look at a story you're seeing one protagonist or more go from high fortune to low fortune over time. And he created some great templates based on his research of thousands of different novels and stories. And within those templates, it's really great to be able to understand how you, your customer will go through fortune and how your product relates to that. So uh, one good example is the man in the whole framework, which is showing someone going from 
status quo to bad fortune, falling in the hole, to getting out of the hole, to good fortune. And it's a really easy way if you've got a feature which um, is really elemental. It's the thing that makes the difference. It what makes you stand apart in an industry or away from your competitors. Then that's a really great framework to just highlight that and to show your audience uh, before your product, with your product, and after your product is a really quick way of bringing a story uh, around something that you're very proud of of your product. So I would really recommend uh, uh, Kurt Vonnegut's Man in a Hole uh, for something like that. Okay, brilliant. And in terms of, um, I mean, sometimes, it, you know, you do need to, I mean, you need to like strike a balance really um, as well uh, between providing technical information and but also making sure that the audience is engaged, right? So how do you um, or how would you recommend uh, you know, manufacturers um, or people working in, you know, with the industrial space, uh, how can they strike that balance and get that fine line um, through storytelling? Yeah, I think this is where personas play uh, a really important role. Um, it could Because the balance will change depending on who you're talking to. Um, I think the mistake that a lot of marketeers make is that this idea of we want to make it as simple as possible you know we want to break it down something you could tell your grandmother grandmother over a cup of tea in 20 seconds but at the end of the day if it's a really technical product that might come across as condescending if it's too simple and actually a, a lot of people when it comes to high tech uh, and this kind of tech the, the technical information is what they want that's what can demonstrate you to be um, uh, uh, credible or to or have some authority on it. So the more you can um, understand and, and break apart your different customers into personas, you can then use um, your stories to craft individual customized stories for each of those personas. So one of them who, you know, might be um, new to the, to the industry um, or it might be um, less technical. Um, I'll give an example from the role we play now. We work with um, customers who, when we do meetings, there might be someone who's uh, a PhD professor of biomechanics and for that you know we shouldn't focus on a, on a marketing story we should uh, really bring in the high technical information uh, and we have a deck for that but at the same time in those early meetings you might be sitting with someone who's more of the business partner or more of a um, business development manager who might not even be aware of the highly technical elements themselves and so that's where we can have a, a different deck a more customized deck which tells much more about um, you know, the, the value, a bit more of our brand, uh, more of the capabilities and less in the features. And so it's about carving those up so that you have uh, everything that you need. So the more that you understand your audience, the better. And then, of course, striking that right balance between how much logic, how much emotion, how much credibility completely depends on your persona, your brand and, and the industry that you work in. That's awesome. And, um, you know, you kind of touched upon um, authority um you know just one authority there and social proof it's a great way um of what's like positioning yourself as an industry leader i'm a big advocate of using you know case studies and so on and so forth in my in my content that i write uh, but could you share insights on how um manufacturers can incorporate customer success stories into the narrative to enhance their product appeal and engagement yeah i mean it, it's one of the most popular things to do now and it's for obvious reasons um I think people have never been as cynical as they are now. Um, I mean, we see on average that you're bombarded with about 100,000 digital marking words per day, whether you notice it or not. 
and so that it's a little bit more difficult to break through and 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 build that authority the one way to do that is a testimonial we're we're, we're much more likely to believe uh, information when it's coming from a third party um hopefully a neutral party uh that's why when you're booking a holiday you're you're spend a lot less time actually reading about the hotel than you actually will um, reading from the reviews and the customers who have already been there. And so in that way, it can be a great weapon to um, to build that credibility through that third party. With storytelling, there's some interesting ways to do that. I mentioned Joseph Campbell's um, Hero's Journey. The, the fourth part of the Hero's Journey is the road back, which is, is basically what I say is a great way to show and demonstrate what does success look like with your product. And instead of telling your audience what that is, why not show uh, it in action and, and just show one of your customer stories uh, being incorporated into that. So there's some great ways to do that. Um, one advice I would always give is, you know, it, it's, it's, you can, once you understand a little bit more about storytelling frameworks, you can start to collect your testimonials to, to help that. So instead of, you can actually ask certain questions to your customers so that the testimonial um, answers that they come back are already in the form of a story. So, for example, if we use Joseph Campbell's, you know, from the call to adventure to um, the transformation to um, the, the, the road back, we can ask. So, um, for example, um, what was it that um, made you look for a product or, or a solution? Uh, you know, what, what was the main thing that helped you? Um, what has changed for you since you've got that? All of those questions that we'd usually ask, but in order, uh, but doing it in a way that it already fits into the story so that when you edit it and um, pull it, all of those testimonials together, you're already delivering it in the form of a story rather than it be a copy paste quote of these guys are great. Uh, trust me. Um, you're taking them on the journey to see what the customer was like before they in, uh, spoke to you, what the process like was with you. And most importantly, at the end of the process, how were they able to achieve success as a customer? And, uh, you know, obviously, as, you, you know, as you've said, case studies are, are such an effective means of, of content for, um, you know, for uh, almost like supporting manufacturers in appealing to a customer base that is already there, I guess, um, or, you know, prospective customers as well. But um, what strategies in particular can, um, can companies in manufacturing use to grow their audience through, um, effective storytelling techniques. I think this, this is where it's really important to um, try and understand what story uh, exists within the brand beyond the product and, and the problem and the solution. Um, to look at the brand purpose and um, do some kind of deep diving because ultimately those are um, the aspects that are going to help you grow your audience. Um, people won't follow just for the product. You want to give some personality to your brand. And the more that you connect that to something deeper, uh, something unique, and most important, something authentic, something that's true, it's going to become a lot easier for you to grow your audience. A good example is if you spend you know, all of your marketing budget um, focused just on one problem or solution or one target audience, and then next year you realize that actually um, you're shifting to a new product, you're shifting to a new industry, or actually the product that you had isn't good enough and you're going to upgrade it, then automatically you're, you're shifting your budget and you're starting again on another product. But if you're talking about something more foundational, something that your products are built on, 
it doesn't matter how you change direction in the future. Maybe it's a new product. Maybe you're going into a new market, but your brand has stayed the same. And so you're investing in something that um, one is going to be a lot more valuable over time, but two is going to allow you to grow your audience because you're basically building chapters of the same story rather than writing a story, throwing it out, and the next year trying again. So it, it's a difficult thing, but it's really important to spend a bit of time with either the brand marketing team or really establishing what what is the the vision of the company um, and to answer some of those questions and use that as a base for your storytelling. Sure. And, um, I mean, I, I imagine that, you know, in your experience, you've worked on so many different projects and you work with so many different companies. Um, but what are almost like some of the most common pitfalls or mistakes that you've seen that, you know, people in, you know, the manufacturing industry or anyone, you know, marketing a technical product really do need to try and avoid when using storytelling? Um, you, you know, have you seen any particular mistakes that you just think, right, that is almost like an immediate, like, red flag almost? And, you know, how can... How can the listeners avoid making those uh, such mistakes? Yeah, I think um, consistency is, is, is really an uh, underappreciated uh, thing. Um, you know, being able to replicate um, what you're doing on your website to what you're doing in your messaging, to what you're doing in your campaigns, to what's in your sales enablement. Um, you want to be able to draw a really consistent red line between all of those things. Ultimately, when you've got a customer before they're signing or, or becoming a partner or taking that conversion step, they've probably encountered your brand a dozen times. And if the uh, messaging or if the story uh, is different uh, at each point, it, it can be off-putting even on a subconscious level. But um, the more that you can make sure that the story that you're telling is consistent and existing across every touch point, uh, I think is a really important thing. So number one is building the story, but I think the most overlooked thing is then the next bit, which is more of the governance. How do we make sure that everyone internally has bought into that story and making sure that it's existing across everything that the customer will touch. The second thing is, um, you know, you can look at the templates that I've got on, on my website, the store, uh, storytellingcertified.com, and they, um, they're there to be guidance, but don't use them as gospel. So, um, you know, I've, throughout my workshops, had a lot of people who have really strictly stuck to the, to the process of them. But what they're meant to do is just spark a little bit of creativity. So it's nothing more difficult than when you're trying to create something, whether it's content or a story or, or, or some messaging, and you just can't get it right. And that's why these frameworks come in, because this is something that's been studied over thousands of stories, the hard work's been done. And by just experimenting with them a little bit, it really helps bring out some creativity. So don't get too stuck on the formality of it, but use it as a way to generate ideas within your team and, and see what sticks. Brilliant. Cheers, Elliot. Thank you so much. It's been awesome chatting. And just one more thing uh, before we wrap things up. So um, oh, it kind of feels like a, a bit of a cliche question, but um, what's your top tip for um, companies who are trying to oh, like market um, technical products um, what tip would you give them um, your, obviously like your top piece of advice for storytelling um, as they begin their respective journeys yeah this is a, a really easy one but I would just on the idea of focusing on conflict um, so the, there was a famous author that um, said that the, 
the cat on the cat's mat is not a story, but the cat sat on the dog's mat is a story. Um, you know, our brains are able to see something and, and detect when conflict's there. And so the more that we can understand um, what is conflict and for our target audience, and the more that we can bring that into our story, um, that's really uh, the secret to really simple storytelling. That's fantastic. So, um, Elliot, thank you so much for your time. So just for uh, all of the listeners, um, if they do want to book onto your storytelling um, workshops, where can they go for that? Yeah, you can go to storytellingcertified.com. Uh, you can find all of the frameworks that I mentioned as, as free re resources there. So you can go and download them and experiment uh, with them on Miro. Uh, or you can reach out to me on LinkedIn uh, just by typing in Elliot Rayner. Brilliant. Uh, Elliot, that was awesome. Thank you so much for your time. Brilliant. Thank you, Lawrence. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Make and Market podcast. Please leave a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and share the show to help more manufacturers like you enhance their marketing strategies. If you're interested in joining me as a guest, please contact me at lawrence.chapman at axengarside.com. Don't forget to explore a wealth of manufacturing content on our website, www.axengarside.com and join our live LinkedIn webinar, Marketing Rev Up, hosted by our head of marketing, Rob White, every other Wednesday. For the latest updates, hit the subscribe button on your chosen platform and stay tuned for more upcoming episodes.